Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. How does a middle market business prepare and ready itself for all the amazing changes that are happening with technology, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, the the amazing level of disruption that's happening in the market. Well, that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. And I'm really excited to have Colleen Jones, who is the CEO of Content Science, and one of her mentors, Tony Pashley, who's SVP of product uh, at ShareCare here in Atlanta. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you very much, Sanini. So, Colleen, share with our listeners some of what you were talking with me about yesterday about uh, digital transformation and how CEOs who are our listeners can ready themselves for all the transformation that's happening in the market today. Yeah, digital transformation is some ways a quiet but huge trend at the same time. Uh, And it really is causing a lot of disruption to um, business. So businesses are really... I'll pause you there. And can you explain for listeners what digital business digital transformation actually is? Sure. For those who may not know. So um, as you might might infer from the, the terminology, it's really about having to change your business in response to digital capabilities. So um, instead of people shopping on the st- in a store, people are shopping online as, you know, a more obvious uh, change. And, you know, this need for change in response to digital is, you know, now happening across all kinds of different industries from manufacturing to um, all kinds of health-related industries to uh, financial services and the rise of fintech. And um, it really is um, now happening at a much more rapid pace. And I think it's starting to catch people, you know, who didn't see the signs and, you know, haven't, you know, because they're busy with other things, haven't really been as aware of it. You know, a lot of people are realizing, hmm, this really could affect me, the ability to automate all these kinds of jobs and tasks that were done by people before uh, really could mean a big difference to my um, business. So um, IDC uh, is predicting that more than $2 trillion will have been spent on digital business transformation by the end of 2019. And about half of that will be spent on a combination of changing the customer experience, user experience, um, as well as changing information and content um, in that experience. So it's a big trend affecting companies of all sizes, um, including middle market companies. And Tony, ShareCare is on the you know on the forefront of technology and and the intersection of technology and healthcare and and I'm wondering how do you view bi- digital transformation and how is sharecare keeping up with everything it's good, good morning it's good to see you guys um so important to know what sharecare is sharecare is a digital health company that brings all of your health into one place so what we're really trying to do is serve the end user serve 
um, people like you and me who are looking for a place to find all of their health information. Um, today, that world is very fragmented. Um, we hear a lot um, around fatigue of multiple places having to go to portals. And so what we're trying to do is bring that all together in one place. So when you think about digital transformation in the health sector, you really think about how do we get everyone to cooperate? How do we get interoperability around data? And we're really, uh, you know, we're, we're fighting the good fight there out there for um, consumers to make sure that we're able to serve them. Um, we know it's a great need. You know, health has been very challenging. One of the things that it's important to me, I think, for listeners who are our listeners in a, are in a wide variety of industries, everything from restaurants to, you know, retail to manufacturing, they're all middle market. But and yet, as you were saying, Colleen, the changes in um, how we do business are are going to be pretty much like a tsunami, right? It's yeah. it's, it's going to be it's going to touch every every business and every aspect of I think of our individual lives, and it's a matter of 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 when, not if. Yeah. Uh, and so it's important for us at CEO Exclusive to make sure that our listeners are abreast, and you know, because they're just out doing their thing, they're out running their business, and may not necessarily be aware of how uh, these changes are going to be affecting them. From your perspective, what does a digitally transformed business look like? And what do our listeners need to, to know, whether or not they're in manufacturing or retail or automotive, what do they need to know? And what's the imperative that they need to undertake, let's say, in the next year to 24 months to make sure that they don't get disrupted? Yeah. So I recently uh, experienced, I think, a great example of a digitally transformed business that, you know, isn't, you know, a huge conglomerate or um, enterprise, it's actually... They don't have $100 million no, to do it, no, right? No, exactly. It's actually a spinning studio. Have any of you all been spinning? You or mean like, like spinning? spin class? Like spin class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I tried out this studio called Burnt. And I'm going to share a little bit about my experience and then point out how, you know, I see this as, you know, a digitally transformed business. So I went online and bought my package, signed up, created my account. I went into the studio and I checked in. I was able to pick through their kiosk in the store, another digital touch point. No person. Uh, right. Uh, pick what bike I wanted to sit on and tell them whether I needed uh, shoes or not, special shoes with cleats. Get my appointment or session settled through the kiosk and then went into the actual studio and got to my bike computer in the bike tracking all of my uh, performance data you know calories burning uh, cadence all of that that computer and all of the computers in the studio on the bikes hooked up to a big screen uh, at the front of the studio and also connected to a screen that the leader of the class uh, could see. So the call leader, Colleen, you're not spinning fast enough, right? Are you? Exactly. <laughs> leader could call you out, call out you, call you out by name, and you could also see how you were performing compared to uh, other people in the class, and really uh, track that. And if you're motivated by competition, that uh, can be really helpful in the middle of the class. Or shame. Uh, right, exactly. And then that was all great 
and then uh, about a minute after the class ended, I received an email in the studio. And I was like, huh, let me open this up. And the email uh, said congratulations on you know, completing your class and had an infographic style summary of the session where I landed in terms of my rank in the class, all of my performance data, very nicely and neatly laid out. And I literally said, wow, that's impressive. And, you know, to me, a digitally transformed business is putting the customer first, thinking about how all the digital touch points that they can take advantage of come together to support that experience in a really great way and even, you know, create some wow moments as part of that experience. And I think really focusing on that aspect of digital transformation can make all of the other pieces fall into place much more smoothly. So what kind of technology do you need in order to be able to accomplish, you know, this kind of experience that we could really uh, think about and consider now? We couldn't really even fathom it, you know, for a studio that size a few years ago. Um, So to me, uh, that's one really great and I think useful, productive way to think about digital business transformation and what it could be. And so for somebody who's listening and thinking, wow, I may not even know yet the touch points that could be turned into these amazing wow moments. I know that you deal largely with content and the the content science and how people, let's say, who are, you know, publishing content online or, you know, in some other format can understand and use this kind of digital information and the big data to understand what, what content people are after. But how does somebody begin this process from your standpoint? So from my standpoint, certainly you can look at the technology and get a sense of what's possible, what's available. And that can, you know, give you a sense of, you know, what is in scope, so to speak. But I find it's more useful to start with the customer and uh, actually brainstorm, start thinking about what is the customer journey and where do we fit in now in that journey and where can we fit into that journey in the future with the help of technology and um, advances in automation and artificial intelligence and things like that. Um, I really think that's a very useful way to start and, you know, can help you with some short-term plans as well as a vision for here's really what we could be um, in the future. You mentioned uh, the auto industry, for example, and we worked with a, a media uh, company in the auto, auto industry a couple of years ago. And you know, part of their transformation was looking at the car buying journey. You know, The company we were working with is really focused on classifieds and really just that buy, maybe a little bit of the shopping part of the experience. But when they thought about the broader experience of, of car buying and the opportunities to make that better, they realized there were a lot of um, opportunities for them to be part of the broader journey. So other stages of the journey, the inspiration, the dreaming, um, the earlier shopping phases, uh, and even after buying, you know, some opportunity to really help 
auto uh, dealers and manufacturers nurture that ongoing relationship. So, you know, really it applies. I've, I've never seen it not apply to uh, any industry or business, putting the customer first. And so, t- Tony, as you think about this, um, this customer first, customer journey and, and mapping the technology onto that, how are you doing that at, at ShareCare? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So we do a lot of observation, you know, and also a lot of this blue sky thinking that Colleen was mentioning. Um, You really want to look at what are the processes in place today, and then how can technology assist with that? Um, Thinking about, you know, what about convenience? What about privacy? And how can we really help the customer and solve some of the needs that they are having today in that situation? Um, And then, you know, this whole idea of blue sky, uh, you hear a lot of people talking about Uber and talking about Amazon and things that they're really doing and breaking through um, in their businesses. And I think that that whole idea of blue sky is really important, too, because if you can start to imagine this new concept and think about not only is it convenience and making it useful, but how could we really sort of wow um, that experience? I think that that's really important. And we do that today at ShareCare. Obviously, those user journeys and thinking about a patient and, you know, if you're diagnosed with a condition, you know, you're probably on your mind isn't, you're not thinking about the portal that the doctor just recommended to you. You're, you're dealing with just learning about a serious issue. Um, and then also, you know, just a healthy person. What are their experiences when it comes to their health and what they care about? So we do a lot of those journeys, those blueprints, when we're thinking about um, what we want the experience to be and what technology we should invest in. Great. Well, thank you very much. Um, Listeners, we're talking to Colleen Jones, who's CEO of Content Science, and Tony Pashley, who's SVP of Product ShareCare. So I want to turn the conversation a little bit. Um, As our listeners know, we talk in the second half of the show about the relationship between our guests. And I'm very, um, you know, intrigued and uh, Colleen was just sharing with me yesterday about um, how Tony has been such an important part of her her success. So, Colleen, start us off in the second half by telling us a little bit about your relationship with uh, Tony, how you met, and how you're supporting each other and being su- successful. Absolutely. So, Tony and I um, crossed paths briefly at Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, We were both working uh, on web and user experience many, many years ago. And then we really got to know each other um, better by working together on a professional association um, called Computer Human Interaction and uh, the Atlanta chapter of it uh, in particular. We have uh, just really always clicked. And something that has been really great about uh, my relationship with Tony is that she has um, always provided a great balance of, you know, listening to challenges I was dealing with, uh, just being a really great sounding board for thoughts, ideas, and how to handle them. And also um, just has a lot of great experience and um, a lot of great you know, wise insights or advice uh, to share. You know, you don't always get all of that together in one person, but uh, Tony really has been uh, fantastic. And then with her experience in, you know, similar uh, technology, heavy positions and industries, 
and, you know, dealing with um, being a woman in very, you know, male uh, dominated areas and industries, um, you know, she's been able to relate, relate to a lot of the challenges and experiences that I've had, uh, which has been uh, tremendously helpful, you know, just to know you're not the only one who's had um, an experience um, that maybe isn't the greatest, but there are ways to get through it, there are ways to um, handle it uh, successfully. And um, that's been really, really great for me. And Tony, did do you or, and I guess this is for both of you, proactively try to, to, to mentor um, other women? Or I've heard some, uh, you know, a number of uh, women executives say that, that what happened is that they got to a place in their career and looked back and saw that there just weren't that many women along the way. And that's how their commitment developed. It wasn't like they started off with the, with the commitment. And so, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So um, Colleen and I have known each other for, um, I guess it's almost 15 years now. So we've worked um, closely together. And I think it's important, um, especially in technology, as Colleen was mentioning, when you see women really doing well to make sure that um, you're supportive um, I find that that's really important. And also, you know, obviously we're a part of more of an inner circle now where we um, we provide support to each other, strategic advisement. Um, and I think, you know, making sure you have those connections is really important. And, and as you see young women coming up in, you know, their career, I, um, I definitely uh, try to reach out and make sure that I'm able to give some guidance um, and some advisory role to them. One thing that you know I, I think about as well is like when when people are going through like valleys, right? Because over fifteen years, there are going to be some some ups and downs. Oh How? yeah, there's definitely some. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know like when to kind of like prop the person up or kind of keep them up? And then sometimes you just got to leave the person alone to go through their thing, you know, to go through whatever they're going through. And uh, that's something that I struggle with at times as well. You know, like at some point, you know, they're all, the coaching and mentoring just isn't being helpful anymore, you know? Yeah. And I think also putting people in touch with the right connections or um, maybe it's that you can't provide um, some suggestions at that point in time of what they're going through, but being able to reach out to your network, maybe a female network, maybe not, um, but then able to provide somebody for them to talk to about that specific um, need or maybe issue they're going through. You know, I think that everybody has really um, sort of their area of expertise and knowing when it's not your area of expertise, but then providing a connection is really important. I know that I lean on Colleen for that. I think, you know, likewise. And so, in you know, you'd be surprised in the Atlanta area, especially there is a large network of females in the technology sector. Um, I know um, the uh, Technology Association of Georgia TAG just recently had um, women in technology event where um, some great women in technology joined together and also in support of younger women who are getting scholarships from the organization. Yeah, we actually had a show a while ago about whether or not Atlanta was Silicon Valley for women in technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So as you think about, you know, growing this population and supporting women um, who are coming up through technology, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing? and like recommendations for overcoming them? 
So Tony, in talking about networking, I think brings up a good point. And she and I were actually talking the other week about, you know, if we could look back and give ourselves advice, you know, our 20-year-old selves advice, uh, what would it be? And, you know, one of the things that we talked about uh, was, you know, we should have reached out to people more. Um, We would tell ourselves to network more and build relationships and value those relationships and keep the good ones and, you know, leave the bad ones uh, or at least not so good ones behind. You know, certainly any younger woman professional that I'm coming across, I'm trying to encourage some of that. We have um, a number of interns at Content Science this summer, for example, and some of the activities that uh, we're having them do involve, you know, thinking about networking and, you know, trying to give some good advice and experience uh, and exposure to that. And, you know, I'm really excited to be able to be in a position where I can, you know, give some people advice and, you know, some opportunity to apply that advice that I didn't have. The one other thing we talked about, um, I think we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, was I would tell my 20-year-old, so um, I would say, you know, you need to make sure that you ask for help when you need it. So reach out to others, um, that you don't have to do everything on your own. You can get help from other people. Also asking for, you know, a promotion, asking for a salary raise making sure that um, you're asking for what you want and sort of those goals and things you want to achieve in your career that you're asking, um, you know, in your company, from your boss, from your manager, you're asking for what you want. That's awesome. And so as you think about your, your futures and you're, you're kind of charting your, your own paths, what do you think is the, the next horizon for both of you? Ooh, that's a good question. So for me, I really want to take content science as far as I can take it. So right now I'm really focused on growing a business and learning more about how to do that the right way. I certainly have seen examples of doing it the right way, examples of doing it uh, the wrong way. And I imagine everyone listening uh, is really concerned about growth uh, as well. How do we scale? How do we you know, do this in in a successful way. So that's really top of mind uh, for me. And on my horizon, what I really am striving for and hoping for is that, you know, content science is, you know, doubled in size within the next couple of years. And we're really on track with our uh, goals for growth. So we're doing everything we can uh, to make that happen, fingers crossed. But it's been really exciting to try and achieve that and just learn a lot more about the business decisions that go into it. I realized that even though I've had some great experience in my career, I've got some great expertise in certain areas. Um, I have a lot to learn in this area of how do you grow business successfully. So I'm really excited about um, pursuing that. Yeah. And I would, um, I sort of echo those same points in growth. Uh, You know, I'm at ShareCare and we have taken on an enormous um, challenge in changing 
healthcare. And I feel like what we see or what I see as the next steps in my career is really to help grow the audience, grow um, our user base around those products and our platform for share care. Um, you know, sort of learning along the way what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, but really being able to um, make a difference. Tony, you mentioned you know, as we close the show that coming up in the in the fall, you're going to have a like a consumer-facing version of ShareCare. So would you tell listeners a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so we are um, going to have a direct-to-consumer platform in the fall that we're launching. Um, and that will enable uh, an individual to be able to sign up for an account. Um, and really, our mantra is all your health in one place. And that means bringing all of your disparate you know, health records, bringing together um, any information of or your doctor um, together into one place, organized really in a private and secure way. Um, again, focusing on that journey and making sure that things are easy and convenient and really trying to help that um, person wherever they are in their health journey. Right. That's exciting. Sign me up. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and and Colleen, I, I know that you have a proprietary software product that helps your customers and clients understand how their content um, can be more effective and where it's hitting, where it's not. Yeah. So what's new and happening with that? And, and what would you like to share with our listeners about that? Sure. We are about to hit an exciting milestone uh, with that uh, software. And we will, uh, within the next couple of weeks, have collected uh, data about content effectiveness from more than 100,000 people. Wow. And yeah, yeah, very, very exciting. So uh, to celebrate, we are geeking out and we're mining the data. <laughs> I bet you thought you said, we, I was going to say we were going to drink some champagne or something like that. But no, we're going to uh, take a look at that data. and Over the 4th of July weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably a little bit, yeah. Uh, it's really exciting stuff. And we're going to look for some broad insights into uh, content effectiveness, what really makes content work and not work for people that can be useful to anyone uh, in any industry. And we're going to be sharing uh, the results of that uh, analysis um, probably later this month. That's what we're targeting. And we'll have that available uh, on our website. Which is? Which is content-science.com. We also are going to have a webinar uh, August 24th, where we'll, we will talk a little bit about Content Works, show how it works, and also talk a little bit about the insights that we gain from our 100,000 sets of data. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you very much, ladies, for a, a great show. Listeners, we've been talking to Colleen Jones, CEO of Content Science, and Tony Pashley, SVP of Product at ShareCare. Thanks, ladies, for an awesome show. Thank, thank you. you. So we're CEO exclusive. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. And everybody, I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July and a prosperous, productive, and a very profitable week. Thanks. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.